0: And it's just a matter of how customized it's going to be based on the price point. So there's really something for everybody. Thank you, guys. Let's get on into the episode. Yeah, fighters. What's up, everybody? It's Wednesday here. It's December 27, 2017. The year is winding down. So, um... Like I said, the blogging journey is officially over, so I'm going to start kind of rotating in some different topics and articles and other pieces of content while still doing the podcast. And today, I'm um, going over a new article we have, which is our yoga, how to develop a home practice article. And um, there's a couple things that are going to be tied in with this. So with a lot of the new articles I'm going to post, we're probably going to have a ebook In our fitness and nutrition vault associated with that article, as well as it will be available in our shop. So, if you're not a fitness and nutrition vault member, you can purchase the ebook on our shop, which I'm going to link to from the article and also in the podcast. But if you're a fitness nutrition vault member, you can just click over to the link as well that'll be under our ebooks. I'll link over to the link for you and you can check out the ebook, go over more details and all that fun stuff. So, in our yoga home practice, article what we break down is a couple of the basic things that we want to look for. First is going to be the environment we want to create. Then we're going to go over some preparations, some of the things that you're going to need, and break down some of the physical practice and some do's and don'ts. Um, Then we'll look at some some of the routines as how how often we want to practice. Um, Also general framework for your session, theme or focus or intention of the practice. You might hear those words. So We want to kind of evaluate a bunch of different things and then at the very bottom of the article I provided a uh, yoga sequence, a yoga beginner video that I made uh, while we were back in New York with one of our yoga instructors at one of our studios in Sayville. um, like Normally, I have that locked away, again, in our fitness and nutrition vault, but I figured I'd bring this video. We have a whole sequence of videos of beginner, intermediate, advanced, and then we also have different sequences broken down that are available to, again, the fitness and nutrition vault members that we'll have links and access to under that vault. And then underneath it, I mention a uh, book that's available on Amazon, Beginning Yoga, a practice manual. And then I also just provided, again, another link from Amazon on some other books that are uh, pretty much good beginner manuals that are on yoga, discuss not only philosophy, routines, and just lifestyle habits that you can get as well. So I wanted to provide you guys not only uh, content information from us, but from other sources as well, because, hey, you know, I think that having a wide variety is a good option to have. And uh, again, I wanted to give you guys options. So let's look at When we're practicing, and honestly, this doesn't necessarily have to be at home, it could be anywhere, but specifically, I thought the easiest way to be practicing and getting started with yoga is going to be at home, because obviously, you don't have to go anywhere, you don't really need much, but as far as the environment we want to create, we want a quiet space that, again, is not going to obviously have noise, um... That you can have enough space to move around. You can put a mat down, a blanket, or a towel, something like that. Um, again, the temperature is another thing that we're going to look at, and also this this varies depending on the style of yoga. But right now, we're going to keep it pretty basic, and we want a, a moderate uh, temperature. It's going to be in the middle. Again, we don't want it free. Excuse me. We don't want freezing cold, and we're not going into a hot yoga kind of environment, so we don't want it where you're pouring sweat. So maybe you know between. 65 and 75 degrees, somewhere around there should be nice. Um, Ideally, if we can get, depending on, again, the weather, if you have uh, the room with a window where you can open up and get some fresh air in, if it's not too cold or not too hot, that's ideal. We want some nice air circulating with some natural sunlight would be, again, ideal. Um, But again, if you don't have windows or the temperature or the environment doesn't allow for you to have natural sunlight, an open window and all that great stuff – not the end of the world, but that's the ideal circumstance. So, as far as preparation, um, we want to obviously wear clothes that are going to be conducive to moving and getting into numerous positions, especially positions where we need more flexibility. So, I don't want to see you wearing jeans or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, uh, we're going to wear light, comfortable clothing. Uh, and in the article, we talk about you know a bath or shower before. Is good to just kind of get the body warm. Uh, I'll be honest with you guys. I don't always do that. Really, seldomly do that. I usually will shower uh, or take a salt bath afterwards. Um, But the thing we do say is you want to wait at least 20 to 30 minutes um, after... Wait, hold on. Let me read this again. I might have to tweak this. A bath or shower before is good for limberness. Wait at least 20 minutes after practicing before bathing. All right. Okay. So, yeah, I can leave that actually. So... We can use the shower or bath to, again, like I said, warm up, get some blood circling and get the temperature up. Um, and then, you know, okay, wh- the idea of waiting 20 minutes after the practice to shower is because you're going to be sweating. So obviously you can let yourself dry off a little bit, cool down, do some breathing exercise, come back down, and then jump in the shower bath. But again, depending on your time window, you can go right into a shower. Like I don't always do that either, to be honest with you, but it's ideal. Um, And again, we go over like obviously go to the bathroom before. You don't want to be mid-session and then have to go to the bathroom. Um, Ideally, in the morning is a good time to practice because it kind of starts the day off nice. I go for walks in the morning instead of practicing yoga. But there will be at least once a week where I try and get um, at least a partial yoga sequence in to A, reduce cortisol levels. And B, get my range of motion flexibility on point, get some core stabilization, all that fun stuff. Now we look at physical practice, a.k.a. asana. I'm um, horrible pronunciation, by the way, guys. So all the real yogis out there that are uh, instructors and a little bit more passionate, don't hate on my pronunciation. It's just – it is what it is. Um Okay, here's, here's some things and tips for when we're actually going through our practice, what we, we want to look at, what we don't want to do, and things like that. Do not force your limbs into a difficult position or into a painful position. Okay, so what we mean by that is if you start to notice, ah, that doesn't feel good, hey, stop, let's pull back a little bit, let's reduce the range of motion there, and we can progress over time. Don't force things, especially when we're talking about yoga, because you – there is a potential of injury. Anything we do, there's a potential of injury. But especially where we're putting ourselves into uh, different positions we're not used to. And I'll be honest with you guys. Ideally, it's especially if you're beginning, it's best to have a private instructor or go to a class where you can have someone um, giving you tips on your form. Now, again, this is kind of for a home practice, so it may be counterintuitive. But ideally, at least once a week practice where you're actually at a studio or you have an instructor coming over or something like that or even if it's a skype session we can connect you guys to a coach via our online network and we can do skype sessions i've done that before and i've had other instructors do that before for our clients just so again if you notice all right you know what this doesn't feel right or the position may not be right there may be a reason for that so let's uh let's just be aware of that and let's go down into past our discomfort aspect. Um, There's also for our beginners, how long do we want to hold positions? Um, I personally actually like to use a timer. I'll go 30 seconds to 60 seconds, but um, I figure not everyone will want to either have a timer or like that going off. We can measure it by your breaths. So you can hold each position for three to five breaths to start just so you can kind of again get your uh, base and foundation established after a couple weeks or even a couple months. Let's say three months of consistently consistently practicing, Now we can kind of increase and upgrade to five to ten breaths, get a little bit longer. Again, it's it's about. Building up your comfort here. This is something It's not as much like weight training where the progressions and increments are going to be as important for our measurements. This is – and obviously, we do have some things that you can measure like the amount of degrees that your uh, range of motion has gone up. So let's say you can only bend your leg 90 degrees. If we can go to 100 degrees, that's an improvement. But especially in the beginning, it's more about just being – in the moment, being aware, feeling your body, getting a connection back to your body. And a lot of the time it sounds like foo-foo and whatever, but I'm telling you that mind-body connection is crucial. The more you are aware of how your body moves in space, your proprioception, and where you feel that uh, either comfort, discomfort, and have that connection to your body of, ah, that doesn't feel right, The more you're actually going to improve in your athletic endeavors if you're an athlete or just for your fitness goals, you're going to perform better. And with work, you're actually going to feel better because you'll be in the moment and you'll be able to execute. So there's a lot of benefit there. Um, Another tip, always inhale through the nose. And we put always inhale and exhale through the nostrils. That's ideal. Now, you can inhale through the nose and exhale through the mouth. But ideally, inhale and exhale through the nose, nostrils is the ideal way to go about it. For, again, cortisol levels. And for just relaxation purposes and controlling of your breath. So that's going to be a couple of the tips on the physical practice. How often to practice. This is where it can get tricky. And, you know, it varies from person to person. And obviously your availability, your schedule, your goals, a lot of different factors. But we're going to give you a pretty simple rule of thumb on how often to practice. Um, It is better to practice for short durations regularly than to practice once a week for a long time so what we mean by that is even me like i just said i'll practice at least once a week um but ideally i try and do it more where i'll instead of doing an hour full session i might do five to fifteen minutes every day after i go for a walk or after i do my kickboxing just to bring my body back down or after a weight training session to allow myself to recover and bring cortisol levels down and all that good stuff so I'd rather see you guys get four sessions, five sessions in a week where it's going to be five to 15 minutes uh, rather than one to two days a week for an hour or so. So that's just a little tip from, my, but hey, even one session an hour a week is better than nothing at all. Or even one session for five minutes a week is better than nothing at all. And then we look at general framework for your session. Again, we kind of touched on that on some of the, the physical tips and all that, um, but again, the idea is there's going to be a progression there. We start with the easier movements between not only getting the body limber and loose, but getting your confidence up and just being comfortable. And then progressively we can get more difficult. Um, but at the end of the session, we don't want to finish with a hard movement and then just stop. We want to go up. Think of a a mountain or a hill. You get up, you get up, you build, you, you have a peak at some point, and then you progressively come back down. And normally we're going to finish with what's called corpse pose. Um, which is just literally you just laying down flat on your back, head relaxed, arms at your side, legs relaxed, and just breathing and focusing on your body, recovering, closing your eyes. That's at least what I like. You don't have to close your eyes. I like to. I like to lower the lights if possible um, or pull the shades just a little bit so the lighting goes down. Um, and then really your even your music playlist should be a little bit uh, lower throughout all of yoga, but then try and finish it with a nice relaxing song. Something that's a little bit cooler and when I say cooler, I mean it helps you cool down. Um, and that's pretty much it. Then we go into which postures to practice. I'm not going to break that down. I'd rather you guys look at the video we have on this article because you'll actually see the visual cues, our instructor goes over some of the more important things to pay attention to more than I really could break down because I'm yoga is not my expertise, I do practice but it's not something I would wanna coach over someone else that's that's their expertise and niche. Um, so that's kind of the breakdown of the article of what I wanted to share with you guys. About midway through, we have our Yoga for Beginners ebook that's available on the shop as well as on our Fitness Nutrition Vault. Then at the very bottom is our Yoga for Beginners uh, video that takes you through the whole sequence. And like I said, under that, I have a link in red for the beginning yoga practice manual which has um, different sequences and tips that you can do for at home uh, that, I mean, a lot of it you'll see in the, we we see a lot of these sequences in the video, but it just gives you a little bit more. And then again, underneath that, I have even more uh, books and and options and variety that are available on Amazon that you guys can check out with a a, a wide spectrum of price points everywhere from $8 to $50, depending on how much you wanna spend. Or actually, I'm sorry, there's one even for a dollar. Ninety nine cents. So the one that's available on our page is seven dollars. Pretty much all of our ebooks are seven dollars. So I tried to make it nice and affordable for you guys. Um, some are gonna be between thirty and fifty dollars because they're a little bit more complex. They took a little bit more to put together. And then I really recommend if you guys are gonna buy more than one ebook, honestly, you bet you're better off just investing in the fitness and nutrition vault because it's five dollars a month. So for actually cheaper than the ebook, you can get access to it for a month. Or you could just spend fifty dollars for the year and get access for the whole year. And either way, you're going to have access to all of our ebooks. So, I mean, really, if you guys kind of want to game the system here, I kind of set it up where if you want to just spend five bucks, get a monthly membership, and check out the the ebook. Um, you know, it's a PDF. You can open it up. You can view it. You can spend five bucks and get access to a whole bunch of ebooks um, instead of buying each one individually. The only potentially, I guess. Downside, or the reason I did it from a business perspective, you can't download it because then everyone would just pay five bucks, get all of our eBooks, download them, and then not continue. Honestly, though, there is um, there is other great content that I would recommend staying part of the Fitness Nutrition Vault uh, access for, like our fighter guides and other content that we're putting out. Um, but, like I said, if you're going to buy one from the shop, especially if you're buying more than one, instead of buying just the ebook, and hey, if you want to just buy the ebook, have that one to download, and that's the only one you're going to use, cool, by all means, go for it. Um, there's some ebooks on there that aren't even available to our Fitness Nutrition Vault members, like our Bridal um, Reset for our, our brides out there. That one's a little different. That one's $30, um, and you don't have access to it in the Fitness Nutrition Vault. But hey, that's my whole spiel. I don't want to go too much into an ad on this one, and I just wanted to provide uh, some good content and resources for you guys, and like I said, I'm going to try and continue the momentum of posting daily, whether I continuously to do the podcast audio side of it or not. I'm not 100% sure. I'm going to try and keep that up as much as possible, but... I'll be honest, I'm putting a lot of energy in writing these new articles and fighter's guides. And, again, we're constantly upgrading the back end, which is taking up a lot of my time currently, unfortunately. But I do it for you guys to make sure we have the best user experience possible. And we have new sponsorships coming in, new products coming out. We're going to do – I'm really excited. Shout out to the O2 Trainer by Boz Rutten. Um, They're going to be sending us out a O2 trainer for me to try. So I'm going to be doing a breakdown on that, a fighter's guide more than likely, and um, checking out some cool applications and training protocols I can you can implement it for. Us. So that's going to be really exciting. And then we'll have some more information on that to come. And that's pretty much it for today, guys. I hope you enjoy the article. Uh, shoot us reviews. And also just anything you want to see as far as content goes, just let us know. dial in with the customization and we have more information on different programs and resources in our newsletter so if you haven't signed up for that do so below it's free and that is it y'all see you on the next one